Howdy, Perry sisters and allies. Beth, Annie, Nat, and future guests are here to talk about how perimenopause is affecting our lives. We have more than likely been boozing, so if you're easily offended or you're looking for serious medical advice, you should see yourself out right now. We're gonna need a lot more lube, ass acne, and curly graying pubes. Why are there whiskers on my boobs? It's perimenopause. Welcome to Beth and Annie's Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Beth. Uh, I am 45 years old, and I started perimenopause when I was 38. I'm joined by my sister, Annie. Uh, Annie is started perimenopause at 38. I'm 42, so I've been in it for four years. And we're here with our friend Nat, of course. Nat has said in other episodes why he's here. You want to mix it up? or You know why I'm here, Beth. It, it's good times. It's, right. We're a fun bunch. Right. Nat, are you here just out of curiosity or? That's part of it, definitely. Like a window into you know, a woman's life? The vaginal folds. <laughs> I always love it when people do stuff that is hilarious on video, but on uh, audio, people just think we're laughing at nothing. But to answer your question seriously, yeah, that's a little bit of it. I am. I feel really privileged that I'm allowed to like sit in on this stuff. I, I feel like not too many guys get to, I don't know, have conversations this honest around them. So okay. that's part of it. And uh, if I were married, hypothetically, my wife might be like around the same age as Beth and could possibly hypothetically be going through similar things. And I feel like yeah. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't educate myself on the matter. So that's that why is- I'm here. Serious props there, Nat. Serious oh, props. Yeah. And the voice you're hearing now is my amazing friend, Lori, who's our special guest today. Hi, Lori, everybody. you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, I am a 54-year-old woman, and um, I have been in perimenopause probably eight years now. Um, my Gynecologist told me it can last up to 10 years. And um, I'm, I'm really reaching that border <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and even though I have perimenopause kind of transitioning to menopause, I still have my period. And it just sucks. <laughs> it just <laughs> sucks. Do you still have regular periods? There's a, there's a whole story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my period when I was 10. Just <laughs> Annie, were you, you were 10 as well, Annie? Yeah. You were too, Annie? Yeah, you 10. were 10? Um, thankfully, I have yeah. a really cool mom, or had a real cool mom, just passed, who probably a year prior, in fourth grade, which I thought was pretty brave of her, told me about periods and had a book and, you know, figured, told, uh, told me, you know, this is the life cycle library. And we're going to talk about your period. And you're like, I didn't even know I had a uterus. Okay. (laughs) So, um, but told me ahead of time, thank God, because I was 10 when I started. And so now I'm in the four, I'm going to be 55 in October. So I've been minus, I have two boys, age 24 and 22. So I haven't needed any of this plumbing for 22 years. And yet, 
<laughs> it still runs really well. <laughs> uh. Oh, so I'm I'm coming up on my my 45th anniversary of my period. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. There should be celebrations. I need a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of vagina cake? Chocolate cake. Chocolate. A, oh, a chocolate. chocolate vagina cake. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Any, any listeners that want to comp us a chocolate vagina cake? I would love that. With 44 right. candles on it, please. No, I'm sorry, 45. Come about on. 45 by the time we get it. Yeah, August. August will be my 45th anniversary. Let's see. I got. I was 13. I was a late bloomer, apparently. So I have to. I have to write down my math. 45 minus 13. Annie, how many years for you? Oh. Well, let's see. Hey, Can we get two. three vagina cakes? Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, I'm same. Oh yeah, because you started three years. You poor thing. You got three. Yeah. So mine's 32 years as well. So you guys are, are pulling like a combined 109 years. I'm, I'm totally convinced. My gynecologist told me that there was a 60-year-old woman that came to her because her period stopped. And she didn't know it was supposed to stop. 60 years old. I'm convinced I'm going to be that woman. <laughs> I'm going to be in with my very tiny, lovely gynecologist. She's like four foot five. And she's been going to be telling me that it's such a good thing that I'm still having my period because it's good for my skin. And I'm like, fuck that, Dr. V. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't fucking care anymore about my skin. Really oh my God. Right, Lori? How, oh, <laughs> that's a long time to have to have your period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I went to her, the, the story behind my, my little gynecologist who I've been with forever, um, I skipped a period this past December and I was so happy. I was like, that's it. It's going to stop. Finally, I'm free. And I got there and she said, no, no, you can't skip a period. And I'm like, but, but Dr. V... Isn't this supposed to stop at some point, you know? And I have a very large uterus. It, Is that it's, a genetic thing or that happened from babies? It's happened, no, it happened from fibroids. Because okay. I have fibroids on the outside, the outer part of my uterus. But what happens when you have that, your uterus will it all, it thickens everything and you can't have a normal period because the fibroids, she said, they're like, if you have a handful of marbles and try to squeeze liquid, you can't squeeze all the liquid out of it. So, and the fibroids make you bleed heavier. So I have the thick uterine, uterine lining and the fibroids. And she said, if what's going to happen is your periods are going to get farther and farther apart. But what's going to happen is you're going to bleed heavier and heavier and heavier. And if you don't do something about it, you could hemorrhage and die. Oh I was my like, God. what? <laughs> she got my attention that time. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
So and Annie, you, you have to make horrified noises when you make those faces. Please do that. Make <laughs> horrified because, noises. Because you genuinely looked horrified when she said that. Please, Annie, can you make a horrified noise for me? Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's going to play great in the sticks. That's going to be so, great. Yeah, what happens next? What does your OBGYN say? I, well, she wanted me to go for what's called an ablation. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. They basically poach your uterus with scalding hot water and or they put this it's two ways they put this like really hot balloon in there and burn all the lining oh my god i know sounds it sounds isn't this like a medieval torture where you show that this person's like a registered doctor they're stretching you while they're doing this yeah have you actually (laughs) seen her credentials like up close or is it like one of like if you got close to it on the wall I know. Maybe it know. says Harvard and not Harvard. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. I don't know her. I don't want to defame her. I'm just saying a real doctor. that sounds <laughs> sounds like she, something a really sick. She got her doctorate from do. Aruba. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Hollywood upstairs medical college. Sounds oh horrific. my God, Lori. So so I didn't end up getting the medieval torture. And because of COVID, COVID thank, struck and I didn't thank goodness for feel COVID. comfortable. <laughs> no shit. No shit, Nat. No shit. I didn't end up going and she was not happy with me that I didn't get it done. And she gave me a stern talking to and she gave me a prescription for progesterone that I need to take if I go two months without a period. So that hasn't happened yet. Boy, <laughs> but it will actually trigger a period so that I don't bleed all at once. And yeah. to death. <laughs> to death. Right. To death. You, you should have heard the huge uterus jokes in my family. I live with all men, by the way. I, do, I have two sons, husband, and we're very pre-talkers, put it that way. We talk about everything and anything. And... The, the huge uterus jokes were, were flying like, like, can you get up and help me? No, I can't. My uterus is too heavy. I can't possibly <laughs> make it over there and drag this uterus around with me. <laughs> you got to milk that, Lori. I, I, I did for quite a while. I really did. <laughs> so, I mean, when you, when you and I talked about this before, I thought it, this was like years and you know what I mean like years in the future you wouldn't really have to worry about hemorrhaging to death but it sounds like yeah. Dr. V right is like Dr. no v. this is an immediate concern absolutely you need to take care of this I always get catch 22 and double-edged sword mixed up are they the same thing right but it is same. for you right like so kind of the same you thing. don't want to be having your period anymore right but if you don't have your period right you could die. Right. She doesn't want to be having her period anymore. And on the other side of the coin, she wants to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That might be nice. I, I'd like, I like to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, I respect that. Yeah. What, what happens is if I go too long and then have a period, then that's dangerous. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to, right? Like you don't, you don't want to have your period anymore because it's annoying. No. But if you don't have your period, then right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Absolutely. And I really don't want to take progesterone because 
I don't do well with hormones in general. And I'd rather not take it if I don't have to, but if I have to, I have to, mm-hmm. you know, because that's how I started perimenopause with panic attacks. And I know that, that Beth and Annie, you both have said that that's, you've had panic attacks and anxiety and all this other stuff, but I actually figured out, it's going to sound so weird. My husband, because I've been married for 27 years, and my husband, we call it manopause now, he went through a hormonal shift about a year before I started perimenopause, complete with anxiety, hot flashes, everything. Really? Yes. Did he buy like a sports car? He he didn't actually. He didn't didn't buy a sports car. Okay. Matt, are you listening though? It sounds like this could be a thing. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm deflecting um, my fear with humor, <laughs> trying to make jokes. If I joke about it, it can't happen, right? Absolutely. Um, my and my husband's okay. He's in the other room. He's okay with me talking about him. Um, his name is Jim, and Jim all of a sudden had this panic attack and was pacing around the house, and our kids were little and we had to get a babysitter and I took him on a two mile forced march saying, well, maybe we could work this off and it didn't help. And we ended up having to go to his primary care and his primary care is the one who said, well, this could be a hormonal shift. And yeah, he was having night sweats Panic attacks, anxiety. He ended up on Zoloft. Is he done with this now? He's he's done. He's he's basically done. But that was like 12 years ago. How long, just out of curiosity, did it last? It lasted a couple (laughs) a couple of years, Nat. So just watch out for that. That all of a sudden he would just say, I'm having a hot flash. This is the most, you know, kind of relevant experience or input that I've had on the show, I would say. Just this few minutes of of back and forth. (laughs) I want to ask you a question, but really I want to ask Beth a question because it relates to something Lori said earlier. She said her um, doctor said perimenopause could last 10 years and she's pushing eight, which sounds like a decent stretch. But Beth, I feel like early on the show, I mean, almost all of my knowledge about this stuff comes from the shows we've done. I feel like you might have quoted something higher than 10 years on the high end. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to yeah. rain Lori's parade. No, no. It's like a year and a half, two years tops out. But <laughs> did you say 15 or 20 years? Uh, I haven't ever heard 20, but I have seen 15 in some okay. of it. Yeah, well, we did like one of our first few episodes. It was, it, you know, it depended on the article that you read. Some were like, oh, three years, and some were like 10 years, and some said, you know, the highest one that I saw was 15. Okay. Um, wow. What Annie and I have to base that on is our mom's experience. Now, she went um, on the pill because she was bleeding so heavily and so frequently that she was becoming anemic, so they put her yeah. on the pill. Um, and then when she turned 50, they were like, you know, we should probably think about taking you off of this. So she may have entered menopause officially sooner than that because she went off the pill and she was like, I didn't have any more periods. So basically I was officially in, in menopause. Um, so it might've been shorter. We don't know, but yeah, she started perimenopause at 35 and then in her 
early forties, they put her on the pill. Wow. Yeah. I, I really feel for, for both of you ladies, because I think 35, 36, that's a very young. And I have a, a very good friend that once I started going through this about a year later, she's eight years younger than me. She started going through it very young, like you did. And um, thankfully her mom did too. So she learned that this is, this is some serious shit and anxiety sucks and all that good stuff. But I think that's so young to have to deal with that. It is. And I think um, the medical community isn't even aware that that's like can happen. Right. So at least because Annie, um, you said you went, what happened when you saw your practitioner? I actually asked her if it could be perimenopause and she said, no, you're too young. Because you and I were talking. So I thought, well, and I was like, yeah, 38. That's what they told my friend. You're too young. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like the doctors should hedge their bets a little bit when they deliver it to you that blunt? Because, you know, then when they end up being wrong, you know, it makes you feel doubly bad. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Some they say, well, you're young for it, but yeah, maybe it could be. I don't know. I don't think they know. Well, that's what mine told me. Well, yours maybe is a little nicer. What did you say, Annie? (laughs) I said, I think they don't know because the research is just not out there. So, yeah. I'd have to agree, Annie. Lori, do you find it just, in your experience talking to people, do you just feel there's such a lack of understanding of this stuff just as far as people even being aware that it's a thing? Uh, until it happens or for men, I don't want to speak for all men, at least not all like three and a half billion of them. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know anything about this till Beth started talking to me about it randomly. Um, I think that I think there's definitely a lack of knowledge. And I think there's definitely a lack of um, women willing to get down to the nitty gritty and really tell each other that hey, you might want to look out for these things. Men, I just from living with men, I also I also have two brothers. And so I really am kind of the singular girl in the family. Um, men definitely don't talk to each other about stuff like this. Definitely I can, not. I can attest to that. Yeah. No, yeah. but most of my friends are women, so. So... <laughs> Rage demons come on out and play. Chocolate's gone and someone's gotta pay. Where are you going? I thought you were gonna stay. It's perimenopause. Romance novels, such literary porn. My favorite page, the one that's torn. Why do you think my vibrator's worn? It's perimenopause.